Thank you for uh, allowing us opportunity to be here this evening. It's always uh, interesting. It's always a challenge for, for someone like me if, when you get behind the pulpit. Um, I don't find it very comfortable at all. <laughs> but it's a blessing and it's, um, it, it is, I, I feel very honoured to be able to do this. So um, This evening's message, I, I had a, a message all lined up until Monday. And then I just felt that I had to, to, to live this one. Um, please don't take a, uh, anything of offence out of this tonight. Um, I just feel it, it's meant for some people and, and it'll be a help to some people this time of season. Um, the festive season is, as we're in now is not always so festive for everyone. Uh, I think we need to remember many people experience different heightened levels of emotion at this time of year uh, through the different experiences. Um, they just some people really struggle in this time of, with, with levels of loneliness at this time of year. Um, I spoke to someone just the other day, and he, I asked him, I said, what do, you, what do you do for Christmas here? And he goes, oh, nothing, just spend the day by myself or go to the pub. I said, well, every year? He's only a 35-year-old guy. I said, well, you spend time with your family? He goes, oh, I'll go see them in the morning, and then and that's it. And uh, I said, okay. Yeah. And uh, So that, that, that's probably triggered one of my thoughts in that. So just want to um, read the book of John, chapter 1, if you just want to follow along with me, please. I'm just going to read down to our verse 11. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of that light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. That last verse, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. I think we can clearly say that Christ experienced a level of loneliness which we don't know. You know, we, we can have a, a, a sense of loneliness if we're beside ourselves, you know, we don't have family or situations have happened. And every person throughout their time of life is going to experience, whether you're young or older, has experienced, I believe, a period of loneliness in their life. Now, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and you either you're going to come through it okay yourself or you're going to need some help to get through that. Um, more than likely, you're going to have to counsel someone who is going through a period of loneliness at some point in your life, whether you like it or not. Um, I've, I've probably counselled a, a lot, I'd say, in my time, um, and I'm no specific counsellor. Um, but it can always, can't, doesn't necessarily need to be a bad thing as sometimes it can act as a trigger to, um, to initiate a new direction or a new attitude in your life. And I think that's a, a thing that we need to remember. Um, the problem is when it goes beyond a, a short period in your life of loneliness. It's a problem when it goes beyond that and it goes to extended periods of life where it becomes a, a point of self-pity. Okay, it becomes a, a more of an inward focus. You start focusing on yourself too much rather than the things of the Lord. And that's key because 
if we start looking at ourselves, we're looking at our flesh and what satisfies our flesh. We're not looking at God, and we're taking our focus off the Lord. Um, the most common problems for, for a lot of gamblers um, that I know of in, in my experience is when they, they go and spend their money on the pokies, and I, I say to them, why do you do that? And they say, just the company. Just being there, the, the, the bright lights, there's someone there, and it just takes away that deathly silence. If everyone, I don't know if, about you guys, I've, I've been lonely at points in my life, and there just seems there's no one to talk to, no one to ring, and it's, you start wallowing in that self-pity. And it can be a dangerous place. You, you, can, you can go both ways. Before they know it, they've lost their life savings. And then they get to a point where they go back and back each week. I know people that have lost, you know, um, they've, they've, they've had a good, good paying job. They go in there, they start, you know, just a bit of company. They start putting some money through the pokies. It becomes $100, $200, $300, $400, $500. And then it comes down to payday. Bang, first night, their whole wage is gone. Next minute they lose their house. They lose their family. They just go on and on. And it becomes a path of self-destruction. And Satan's got his hand all over that, doesn't he? I think you'll agree with me on that, doesn't he? He's just sitting there laughing, every little coin that goes in there, things like that. Perhaps sometimes the person you're counselling is too embarrassed to mention that they're lonely. You know? They're too embarrassed to mention it. Who, who, I'm not going to raise my hand and say, I've got no friends. Yeah? What is that? It basically puts you in a, a... a group of outcasts or misfits. You don't fit into society. Yeah. So you've got no friends. I'm, I'm lonely and um, you're resulting in further, further rejection which compounds the whole problem. Isn't it? Yeah. The, the main cause, I believe, is a, is a focus on yourself. It's an inward view and it's not an outward view. Combined with a lack of faith. Okay? Combined with a lack of faith. A lack of faith that God does can and does provide all that we need. Okay? He may not necessarily give it to us straight away, but he can and does provide us all that we need. We need to remember that. So tonight I just want to give you a few practical things um, with some, some scripture here. So the first one, um, if you turn to Psalm 46, please. This is a key verse. I didn't, I didn't realise it. This is one of my, my key verses. Um, when, it, when it came up, I was just like, it's one of the ones I sort of I stick to. Um, I'll read the whole, whole psalm. Down to verse 11. Um, it says, God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed. Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof, there is a river. The streams thereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Silla. 
Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the ends of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. We need to remember that God is in control of everything. Okay? It's just something that, you know, I mean, it, you, have, you have to hold on to that. When you get in attack or when you give advice to someone, remind them that God is in control of it all. That's one of my key verses there. So. Psalm 62 says, My soul, wait thou upon the Lord, for my expectation is from him. He is my rock and my salvation. He is my defence. I shall not be moved. Okay. Remind them, the first thing you can do is remind them of God's blessings beginning at their salvation if they're saved. The very first thing you can do. Quite often they'll focus on the here and the now and the present situation. You know, if, you, if you're lonely, you're, all, you're, all you're thinking about is, is, is satisfying and filling that void right now. But it's actually, if you stop for a second and you think on the things which God has provided in the past, your salvation, you're saved to eternal life. You go from there, whatever health you have, you're able to eat, speak, walk, talk. You're able to read, yeah, to hear God's word. Those things, some basic things. Everyone has their own different things. Your health, your families, things like that. Second thing. Our focus needs to be on the kingdom of heaven, not on the mobile phone. Can I? <laughs> yeah. Our focus needs to be on the kingdom of heaven. Okay, our focus on our needs are on the on the future. Our focus should be on the needs and our wants for the future, not on the things of the past. Anyone, anyone, if you agree with me, can you dredge up something in your past, a wheelbarrow of rubbish? Of would have, should have, and could have. You know what I mean? I'd be a multimillionaire by now if I had made the right decisions, as everyone would be. You know what I mean? Who has the perfect life? None of us, don't we? But, and all of us can go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we turn around and look back here, we're not looking forward. We're not looking for the future. We're not looking for what the Lord wants us to be looking at. And what's the main priority? Why, why did Christ come? To seek out those that are lost. To redeem them, didn't he? That's the sole purpose he came here for. Yeah? And if we're doing, looking at our barrows and, oh, I missed that opportunity, man. You know? I sold that house, what an idiot. You know? I could have made 100000 on that. Could have done this. I could, should have got that job. Yeah? Should have stayed at school past year 10. Yeah? Things like that. <laughs> but if we look at the back, you know what I mean? We look behind us, we're not looking forward and we're not doing what God wants us to be doing. So we're not using our gifts to encourage others. We're not using our gifts to reach others, are we? To do the Lord's work. I just want to share you a story about uh, some guys I, I met last week. I, I've known them for a little while. Three of them, okay? Um, it, it was a work breakup that I was going to. So none of the guys here, none of them will be listening to this, so... It was a work breakup that I was got, got invited to, and I was a bit like, oh, I didn't really want to go. They said, oh, we're going to go go-karting, and then we're going to go to the pub and have a meal. And I was like, go-karting sounds all right. I haven't been in a pub since I got saved. 
okay? Um, I got there and then I thought, well, okay, I'll go for a meal. So, okay, I can, I can go, go and sit down and have a meal with them and that. And I went in there and sat down. Bear, 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 double rum and coke everywhere. I was like, okay, grab a coke, thanks. They're like, all of them are looking at me. There's about 15 of them just standing there looking at me. I was going, yeah, coke. <laughs> I was like, don't you drink? I was like, no, I don't drink. I said, okay, that's fine, you know. And um, I said, why not? I said, because I'm an idiot when I drink. I said, I don't, I don't drink. There's a number of reasons why. Then um, one, of the, one of the guys goes, goes, you're churchy. He looks at me and goes, you're churchy. I said, yeah, I suppose so. If you call it, what, what, you know what I mean? He goes, he goes you, you, you don't drink ever? I said, no, never. He goes, okay. Not a, not a, you know. He goes, you're Mormon. <laughs> Mormons don't, you know, you go to church on Sundays and, you know, you're Mormon. They're pretty strict. I said, no, I'm not a Mormon, right? I said, I said I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I said, I, I go to a Baptist church, and it's, it's great. You know, I said, I love it. I was going, oh, yeah. I said, okay. And then I, I turned to him and I said, you're churchy. He goes, uh, well, I suppose you could call me that. I was like, okay. All right. And uh, his name is Brent. I said, like, okay. I said, do you go to church? He goes, nah. No, not, not for a long time, not for a while. I said, okay. And as we got talking, basically, there's three of them. Um, the, the, the boss um, comes over and he goes, oh, I don't know. And, and basically, by him opening up and saying that he was a churchy, I mean, I was a churchy, no, I don't drink, and da-da-da, they, they sort of just flocked in and everyone just started talking, you know, things. The, the boss is going through a divorce, Basically, he was that night he was going to go home and separate from his wife. And he said to me, he goes, what do, you, what do you think I should do? And I was just saying, well, you're married, aren't you? She's your wife. And um, the second guy was a full-on, and I mean pretty full-on, marijuana addict. Okay? He went and had a couple of smokes when we were there for an hour. Yeah? And the third one, the churchy, okay, was an ex-ice addict. And so I got talking to them, and I said to him, I said to, and I get, shared a bit of my testimony, and I, and I said to him, I said, so, you know, you mentioned you're a church, you, you go to church? He goes, oh, no, I went once or twice, you know, back, you know, a couple of years ago. I said, and then, um, I said, okay. I said, and what? He goes, I go every now and again on, on holidays and things like that. I said, okay. I said, so what happened? What, what, did, you, what did you end up in church? He goes, I was a full-on ice addict. He goes, I was at home. Because I was mixing up a, a, a thing, whatever you do, I don't know. <laughs> but I was mixing up a hit, we'll call it a hit. I was mixing up a hit. My brother-in-law and sister come in and goes, get dressed, we're going to church. And he goes, what? Whatever. He goes, get dressed, we're going to be late, hurry up. So he left it there, half done, goes to church. He said the preacher was sitting there just, he goes, he was in a church of probably 3,000 people, somewhere on the south side there. He said, the preacher was preaching away. He said, it felt like I was the only one in church. And who's ever had that before? Yeah. <laughs> he was the only one. He was, like, he was talking directly to me. He goes, he spoke, and he goes, put my hand up for salvation, and I went forward, and I got saved. He goes, I went home, flushed it down the toilet. 
He goes, and I was a full-on ice addict. He said, I had two really bad spells, 2000, 2004, 2010 to 2012. He goes, and I've been clean ever since. But he wouldn't have never, he wouldn't have mentioned a single bit of that. And he goes, we got speaking a bit more, and he goes, it was a, you know, I'm saying it's the power of the Lord, you know, it's Jesus. There's nothing, no two ways. And he goes, he was totally agreeing with me. And um, to me, it was a huge encouragement. Because it was like, well, the power of the Lord, I've, I've wondered, I've, I've never dealt with full-on addicts on, on drugs. And some of them say you can't, can't get them off just like that. But he's a classic example to me that the power of the Lord can and still does work on someone who's that ingrained in an addiction. And he was, he said to me, he goes, I was a full-on. You know? And he wasn't missing, he didn't go into too many details, but... I could tell he was. When I first met him, I thought he was. Okay? That, he had that look about him. But yeah, it was a, a huge encouragement. And so I just helped talk to him and encourage him to get to church and um, things like that. But our focus needs to be on doing God's work. Okay? Not on ourselves. Yeah? The Bible says in Hebrews 19, it's appointed unto men once to die and then the judgment. I'm 45 now. The clock's ticking. Every year, every day. Yeah. Okay, the, the third thing I want to speak to you about, it's our duty to do this. Yeah. Luke 19, 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Christ gave us a yoke to bear. Okay, and if we think we can't bear it by ourselves, then we need to remember he's there with us. A yoke had two parts to the yoke. Yeah, two parts, one for him and one for us. Yeah, so we're meant to do it together. You can't do it by yourself. So you need to remember that you give it to us and it's you to partner with him to reach souls. Okay, he gave us the Holy Ghost to comfort us. Okay, John 14, 16 says, And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Not just for a short time, forever. You don't just get the a blessing of the Holy Spirit and, and that's it. He's with you forever. Okay. Just list down some practical helps. Um, if you're that person, or if you know that person, you're, you're counselling with them, um, these are some practical things that I, I, I think you can do. Um, if you're dealing with someone who's lonely or is going through things of loneliness, is, is get involved in something new. You know? Do something that puts you out of your comfort zone. Okay? Take a risk, a good risk, yeah? Something like joining the choir. I'm not a singer. I don't think you'll see me up here anytime soon either. Yeah? But singing, I think, is great because it's something you can practice at home in your own time, in those quiet times, yeah? those times that you struggle. I think that's a real practical thing. You don't need, and it breaks that deathly silence. You can put some music on and sing some songs, rehearse, and things like that. It's, um, God created music for a reason. And I think it does minister to our soul. I know in times in the past, I've put some good songs on, and you put some other, some other songs on, and they just bring you down. <laughs> but you put some good songs on, and they'll lift you up. They'll lift your spirit. They'll minister to you. David ministered to Saul, didn't he? Yeah? Um, if you're a helper, if you want to help someone, and if you've got time on your hands, seek out some people. Actively seek out some people in your church or in your community that you can help. There's 
you know, Christ came to save the bruised. There's a multitude of people in our community that have no one. You don't have to look far. You know what I mean? You don't have to look far at all. Seek, seek someone out. Take them out for a coffee. You know, take them out for a meal. Invite them along to something you're going to. You know? And don't think that they're going to feel like the third world. You know what I mean? Because they'll be, well, I'm actually invited along to something. You know what I mean? It's, it's good. It's like, oh, you know, and you appreciate it. If you're a busy person, I'm pretty busy. My, top, my schedule's pretty full. A text message. How you going? One of the biggest things is that when you're lonely is you think no one even cares about you or thinks about you other than the five minutes they're with you. You know, to get a random text from someone, I love getting a text. I, I get texts from pastors every now and again. Got a couple from Pastor Fisher at one or two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it was a real blessing for me just to go, man, you know, wake up thing. Who's that? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I'm praying for you. It's like, wow, you know. That's real, it's really nice. It's a really nice feeling. It encourages you and lifts your spirit. Send a text or send an email or, or you know, purpose to make time to have a conversation with someone that you know that you know does not have anyone or a lot of people in their life. Make a point. I think one of my gifts, if I'm honest, I don't get involved in a lot of stuff, is I try and, and get around the church. You know what I mean? And I try and seek out and it's, you know, I, I, I know that's one of my gifts. Is I can approach nearly anyone in church. If, if someone's upset with me in church, it, re- it really rocks me. Okay? I had, a, I had a disagreement with someone once and it was like, I didn't say anything. But it really unsettled me. But I like to be able to, to get around everyone and feel like I can go and talk to anyone. And I think that's, it, it's, not everyone's like that, I understand that. Um, but I think it's, it's a real uh, opportunity to get to know people, get to know, get in their minds. And by doing that, you get in their heart. Yeah, and if people know you're in their heart, then they love you. Yeah, they can appreciate you. They can you say you're praying for them. They well, hopefully you are praying for them. Yeah. Um, if you like, I do a lot of driving. I do a lot of my catch-up phone calls when I'm driving on Bluetooth only. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. <laughs> but but I do it when I'm driving. I, I spend a lot of time on the road, so I I, I basically get a list of people that I want to ring when I'm driving from point to point, you know? And whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, and, and I'll pull over and I'll, I'll, I'll take a bit longer, you know? But it's, it's, you can make time. If you, if you really care about people, you can, you can make that time. Encouraging others with a long-term goal in sight is, is use your testimony to encourage others to speak about God, okay? Especially the unsaved, okay? You can draw people in with your testimony, because there's nothing like a good testimony of the power of the Lord in your life. Nothing at all. Nothing can compare to it. It's, it, it yeah. Use this time at Christmas to welcome someone into your home. Okay. Um, keep, keep them busy. Try and keep them busy. You know? There's no greater joy, A, than to see someone get saved, and B, to see someone enjoying the work of the ministry. Okay. So 
I know what it's like when I see some people, and I've seen some people come into the church and say, you try and slot them in somewhere and get them into the choir and they're singing or the orchestra and they're singing and they're from where they were five years ago to where they are now, total transformation of the person. And it's such a blessing to be able to see that. And you know you can, you can take your hand off them and they'll walk, they're walking with the Lord. You know, they've grown that much and it's, you know. Okay, so. Um, yeah, if your focus is on Christ and the gospel, then you can find joy and comfort in all the little things of life. So firstly, God is our refuge. Our focus needs to be on the kingdom of heaven. And thirdly, we have a duty to each other. Let us um, help those who do not have the peace of God have the peace of God in their life. It's a blessing to me. I I know when I got it, then I didn't know what it was until I read it in Philippians. I was like, that's it. That's what I have that I didn't have before. That's all. Thank you. Other problem? Yeah,